Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I am your host, Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker. Uh, CJ is out tonight, but we have a special guest, Robert Shelley, host of our sister podcast, the Pesky Pole Podcast. Robert, it's been a long time since you've been on our show. How are you doing? When was the last time I was? Was it April? Seems like it. Jeez, it's been way too long. You've been dancing too much, man. Oh, yeah. Ah, busy man. Busy man. Mm -hmm. You're lucky you even got me on today. And it barely fit you in my schedule. Kids got places to be. (laughs) People to meet. Exactly. All that jazz. Uh, Anyways, uh, so Robert is here for a special occasion. And he was lucky to be here. But it is our 50th episode tonight. Um, So that's... A little bit of a big deal, but uh, Robert, why don't you tell me a little bit about, uh, tell us the story about how I told you that I'm starting this new podcast. Okay, so I remember this like it was yesterday. I was working at Lowe's, and I was trying to do it while being in college for online learning, you know, because that's the same value as in-person education. But anyway, so I'm in Tennessee, I'm working at Lowe's, it's like 11 o'clock at night. I get a call from Adam. He's like, hey, that podcast is working out pretty good for you, right? I'm like, yeah, it's working out okay. What's Why, what's up? He's like, yeah, I want my own podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. So we sat there for an hour while I'm trying to work, just talking about the nuances of trying to start a podcast, who to start it up with, and all that. And I told him he's got to get a one or two good hosts with him to be able to bounce ideas off of and be entertaining. Of course, we had one host that we said goodbye to fairly early in the podcast that we shall not name, but you know, y'all two have stuck with it. Who is out tonight, by the way? No, no, the other one. Who, Ari? No. Who started your show? You I, I was, yeah, you mean Brian, right? Yes. That's that. That was the joke. Oh, yeah. Because he, he was out like every other episode when he first started. He was like, he, I remember he was out by like episode eight or nine and he missed like four episodes. Yeah. He had to hang out with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he, he would skip to hang out with his girlfriend. And Which we don't want to go into that on live. No, on, we will not. No, we will not. That's, that's a behind the cameras discussion about how funny that was. Oh, well, but anyways, we do have a lot planned for you guys tonight. Uh, Our New England Patriots are on a hot streak. Yeah, me and And CJ was initially supposed to be here, but he has uh, he has some work to do. He's a college student, so he's he's a hardworking man, not a girlfriend to to skip to see. But uh, the Chiefs, we're taking too many shots at Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Screw them, all right? The Chiefs uh, are possibly back on track. Uh, we, of course, have the game of the mm-hmm. week and the fan box segment, as always. Mm-hmm. And But first, let's talk about the Rams. So the Rams wait, wait, wait. have... Before, before you talk about that, yes. um, I, I have one quick thing to say, and I'm sorry because yeah. I know I'm a guest. But, uh, Adam, you want to you wanna talk about fantasy this week? Fantasy football? Yeah, we got to... We, you want to talk about it? Well, we'll get into that when I talk about how the Rams lost their wi- their wide receiver, who happened to be my my projected starter, leaving me having to start uh, what's his name, Russell Gage, who start who got me a big fat zero on the board. Yeah, okay. Well, I well, otherwise, we'll probably we'll would have beaten excuses. And also, and also, uh, we'll get into how Matthew Stafford had himself a pretty bad game, mm-hmm. but. The uh, the Rams so they the Rams have had a little bit of bad luck so they've been going all in for the past calendar year or so actually probably probably even longer since they've then they haven't had a first round pick since 2016 they're not going to have another one since 2020 until 2024 mm-hmm. uh, which is basically a long time from now and so they landed Odell Beckham Jr. Everybody's hailing them as this super team. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to roll over everybody. Matt Stafford's going to win MVP. Then the very next day, they lose Robert Woods to an ACL tear, we find, from practice. 
Then the next day, they get crushed by the 49ers on Monday Night Football, 31 to 10. And the 49ers, I mean, they have some talent on on their team, but they're they were only three and five. So, I mean, so here's my question: uh, since this, they're kind of going all in and kind of really saying, "Win now, ask questions later," or "Win now, suck later." Is this Rams all-in approach kind of backfiring here? I wouldn't say it's backfiring yet. It's the first game where Von Miller and Odell Beckham actually play. I wouldn't say it's backfiring, but it's off to a rocky start. I mean, Odell Beckham only had two catches for 18 yards. That's not the type of production you want from Odell right now, especially coming off his uh, Cleveland games. So, uh... (laughs) He kind of wanted a little bit more, but it's his first game. Hopefully he'll bounce back and have an Odell Beckham-like game like he used to have. Um, Matt Stafford had a bad game. He can't have that. He had two picks. One of them was a pick six to Jimmy Ward, who coincidentally had a lot of things to say about him once he first got to L.A., but that's for a discussion later. Um, he can't. It was just a bad game all around for the Rams, and they couldn't – stop the 49ers offense. Debo Samuels basically had his way with that 49 I mean with that LA Rams defense. I mean that guy is a flat out stud and he is a yards after the catch or just yards after reception monster. So if you get the ball in his hands, he will make you pay for it. So once they got him going and once they made Jimmy G look like the best quarterback on the field, it was a wrap. Mhm. No, I'm right. I'm right there with you, 100. percent But if you look at Rams are seven and three right now. They're a game outside of the NFC West. I believe they're fifth of the first wild card right now. So, looking at the Rams portion of this, they're going to be fine. They have just so much star power that they're going to be able to get over the hump and make the playoffs and probably be a favorite to make it to the NFC Championship game. In all honesty. It's between them, Packers, Bucks, and Cardinals, in my opinion. Cowboys, too overrated. I'm sorry. We'll get into that later. Cowboys, a little too overrated. But I have a hot take that y'all are probably going to yell at me for, but I have to say it anyway. Let's hear it. Odell Beckham Jr. is in his Antonio Brown's Patriots phase right now. It's going to be extended longer than Antonio Brown's Patriots phase, but... Same thing. It's not going to be the Antonio Brown we saw in Steelers land. Still going to be productive for you. Remember, he played one game for the Patriots at a touchdown. He only played one game. I can't say that. I can't. I know. No, no but I'm talking. Fair. I'm talking about in the form of regression. He didn't regress. Look at him now. I don't. I don't think he's there. Comparing Antonio Brown to and his sort of his career roller coaster to. Odell Beckham's, it's kind of comparing apples to oranges, I would no, say. No, because both, both are very talented wide receivers who always need the spotlight in their direction to shine. And the second the spotlight is not shined in their direction, they make a way to have the spotlight shine in their direction. Am I right or am I wrong? Maybe in terms of personality, but Odell's best years, he hasn't been the Odell that, we've, that, we, that we all project him to be since – his early years in New York, even at the end in New York, he wasn't really that good. And, uh, and nowadays in, in, uh, uh, in, in, in Cleveland, he was, he was really not that good either. So he's really already regressed. Yeah. And now he's kind of at the point where it's just, well, let's see if we can get something out of him. That's why I'm saying next year, whether it's the Rams, the Packers, the chiefs, He's going to sign to a contending team and play an A-B third man on the wide receiver depth chart role. And that's the way he's going to be for the rest of his career. Okay. Sure. Same, as, soon, as soon as the spotlight was taken off Odell, as soon as he felt he wasn't having the amount of catches or the amount of targets that he needs, he ended up throwing a complete fit about it. And then look at where everything went. Is he one of the most unprofessional things we've ever seen in football? You know, getting your parents involved, really? One of the most unprofessional things, just to get the spotlight back on him. In his and Antonio Brown's minds, any publicity is good publicity. I disagree. 
How? First off, about his talent. I still think it. I, I believe it's still there, but it's on the decline. But I don't think it's like, oh my God, it's gone. Like, so let me let me ask you this: Madden giving Odell an eighty-five, fair, overrated, underrated, based upon his injury concerns and health. Yes, it's fair. He hasn't been on the field. If he's on the field and he's actually given the ball, he should be higher. But he's not giving the ball due to the fact of Cleveland's offense. And Baker, for some reason, just won't give him the ball. I don't know why. It's this thing. I I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully Matt Stafford can stop playing bad because these last two games he's been playing awful. No, you maybe just maybe yeah, true. he can, you know, get his head out from under his ass and throw him the throw Odell the ball. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean stop throwing it to Cooper Cup, by the way, because you know no, Cooper Cup's gonna break records. Cooper yeah, Cup is on. He's, his on way. he's on my fantasy, and and for some reason Adam thought Robert Woods was gonna have the better season. I thought <laughs> I, I thought Robert Woods is gonna be the better receiver, and he has had a had a decent year. Yeah, he no, has hold, held his own, but it's such bad luck that before a must win game for me in fantasy football, the day before my game he bro- he. Tears his ACL. That really killed me. Then I had have to put you, in Russell Gage, who put up a goose egg. Yeah. But have you um told the fans your fantasy team name? No. We it it may be a little bit. I mean, it's not that. It's bad, edgy. It's a little it's bit on the edgy side. I laugh at every time I see it. But I mean, I mean, our our league name is Kickers Lives Matter. Okay. Who named it that? <laughs> Probably me. Adam. Yep. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> it's funnier when it's it's funnier when it's edgy, especially mm-hmm. nowadays when like nothing is edgy. But anyways, we're getting a little bit off topic regarding the Rams. You know, this is a team. Th- so the thing with going all in, the big risk with going all in is that number. So the biggest one, obviously, is that you're going to you're going to suck after that after your after best years, days. After your best days, that's inevitable. But what mm-hmm. makes it worth it is when you win in the day, the times that you go all in. But the big risk is that what if you don't win anything in those years? That's the biggest issue. And then you wind up in football purgatory at best for years to come, if not the Cleveland Browns of the of you know well their entire existence. Mm-hmm. In but, in all honesty, this team, I don't. I give them a three-year window, if that, I, maybe two. I give them two. I, I don't want that. Yep. And they're gonna end up. They're gonna end up in the same breath as the last four or five years as Aaron Rodgers Packers. As soon as Aaron Rodgers leaves that team, that team's gonna blow, and we all know it. But Hopefully we're gonna look back on the dynasty that they had, and that we're gonna say they didn't win anything. We can't call them a dynasty. But they right. had a solid five years of contention. Yeah, that's more. not a that's not a dynasty. That's that. This is this reminds me more of the twenty the early two thousands Broncos, like two thousand eleven to two thousand and two thousand fifteen, where they're where they're just armored to the core and ready to just just go all in and win it all. Um, two thousand eleven. That was the Tebow year. Not two thousand. Yes. Sorry. Two, sorry. Two thousand twelve to two thousand fifteen. So they had a few good years with uh with Peyton Manning. Kind of like how they have how they have Matthew Stafford, but you can't really can't compare Matthew Stafford to Peyton Manning, and it's and I mean I don't know where he was a big question mark when we were looking at him going into this season, look putting him around a good team, saying okay let's see what you got. We all think that it that those those Lions teams were the reason that you have been underrated for so long. Let's see what you got. And he's been good most for the most part, but lately he's been scuffling a little bit. So if he ends up becoming a bust, and you take a guy like Von Miller who got pancaked by uh, what's his name George Kittle, and yeah, then you take a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. who you're banking on to be your wide receiver two at this point, Cooper Cup to be your wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. You know you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket, and. If this doesn't if this doesn't come through for them, oh boy, is it such a letdown. This will be Especially one of the biggest letdowns. 
in the history of the NFL if they can't go come out with a championship in the next two, three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. But I don't think it's happening. I see just too many other teams that have equal or more star power than they do and are able to outlast them in a big game. It's too early to tell, but I mean, you can't you can't deny that what we have seen so far is not good. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. hasn't been good. But in in turn, but uh, speaking of what hasn't been good, uh, the Chiefs early on in the year they were they were not doing very well. No. And there's a possibility that they could be turning it around. Possibly. We'll get to that next. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. CJ is out tonight, but we have a special guest, Robert Shelley, coming in for our 50th episode. Robert actually helped us out a lot with launching this podcast that we've been able to have for almost a year now. And we're certainly going to do something for that. But anyways, uh, I teased the Chiefs a little bit, uh, who crushed the Raiders, by the way, in their third win in a row. And they're back in first in the division. They're only six and four, but that's certainly a start. Uh, What did Patrick Mahomes had like over 400 yards and five touchdown passes? He looked like himself. Yes, uh, so are the so guys are the Chiefs back on track? Uh, yes, for the time being, it has. I have to see consistency. Consistency is the key to winning a championship. All right. Yes, Patrick Mahomes has proved to us in the past that he's a god when it comes to the quarterback position. He's, okay, okay, calm down. He's well. He's been one of top two, top three quarterbacks in the league over the past mm-hmm. year. Right. But it's all about the consistency. And throughout the first part of the season, he's shown us that he's flawed. Right. They've had a lot of insanely close games that they barely won and a lot of games where they just relied on their star power to Mm -hmm. barely drag them over the finish line. This game was an absolute blowout, granted, against a team who has an interim head coach and lost one of their wide receivers and their first round cornerback, et cetera, et cetera, that the Oakland Raiders are a mess right now. The only reason they were so afloat was because Derek Carr was putting up a borderline MVP performance, and now he's starting to stutter off, too. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I just need to see consistency from this team. I see this two more weeks in a row. Chiefs are back. That's me, though. What did I tell you at the beginning of when this was happening? I said, give it time. Andy Reid will fix this like he usually does because they'll have a little slump, and then after a while— They'll get back on track. Now, this is only one game, so I want to see it happen one more time before I'm truly convinced. But it's not like the whole season they were struggling. They put up 35 against the Ravens, 30-plus against the the Browns, 40 against the Eagles. I mean, the times they've struggled was in the middle part of the season. And once they get through that part, then they start to take off again. It, they scare me sometimes because one moment everything's normal and then all of a sudden they get 21 points like that. And Patrick Mahomes, despite his struggles during the season, he's still an MVP caliber quarterback and possibly top five right now. Hmm. I'm not saying like I'm as far as like MVP rankings because there's a couple of quarterbacks ahead of him in that. But if he has more games like this, it wouldn't be far fetched to say he could climb back into the MVP conversation. The Chiefs right now are going – I said it from the beginning of the year. They're going to win this division. I don't trust the Raiders to bring it all the way home, especially since their two first-round picks got arrested or one of them got arrested and one of them got released. And uh, the Chargers are just okay. They lost to Minnesota, which I thought they should have won, but it's like, hmm. So New England like, knocked the Chargers out. Yeah. So I'm, right now, I think it's the Chiefs' to, division to lose right now. And if they make the playoffs, they're a scary team. If they can just fix that defense, though, I can't. So the biggest, a big comparison to Patrick Mahomes when they talk about comparing him to all the greats is that a lot of them say that Patrick Mahomes is Brett Favre without throwing the interceptions. And thus far this season – That's kind of changed a little bit, and he has been throwing the interceptions. Those have been coming, 
And these no-look passes, these off-balance throws and everything, they're catching up to him because it turns out when you try to like glorify that, when you try to normalize that, you know, making all of these, all these crazy plays as crazy as they are, you're going to start making some mistakes, and that's starting to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I and you look at that, and you also look at the fact that they lost the Super Bowl. I know that it's just like at the end of the day, it's just a loss, and you would think that that doesn't make a difference. But look at all of the teams who lost the Super Bowl, and everybody says, "Oh, they'll be back next year." Every, almost every year, they end up the team that loses the Super Bowl ends up just falling apart tough, and just tough, not 49ers. beating themselves. It's it happens all the time, and like no matter how if you have your ducks in a row or not, they it always happens. Now they have started to pull themselves back together, and maybe they're the they could be an exception. Which I mean, if any team is going to be an exception, it's these Kansas City Chiefs teams, which are which are borderline electric, you know. So I think, of course, like there, we've seen some inconsistency. Like Robert said, you got to see more of it. I, you just can't. Like this has been great, and I'm sure they're going to rack up some victories. But in order for us to see them as Super Bowl contenders, we need to see some more from them. Mm-hmm. And if they would have added Odell Beckham to their roster, I would have honestly put out the take saying that they were at the NFL's version of this year's Yankees, just trying to put as much star power into one place as possible and hope it sticks, barely make the playoffs and lose in first round. Just to lose to their division rivals? Is that a a little, uh, what's it called? Is that a little uh, teaser? Is that a little te- a little omen that they're going that the Chargers are going to make the playoffs and knock them out? Nah, if, if anything, if this would have happened, you know, two weeks ago before all the Raiders went to, you know what, I would have said Raiders Jail. four seed, um, Raiders four seed, Chiefs five seed, or vice versa. Yeah, um, I would have said Chiefs four seed, Raiders five seed, and then Raiders beat the Chiefs in the first round and just pure Yankees style. I'm not I think do you think that do you think this I mean it's hard to compare sports but do you think this Yankees this uh Chiefs team is better or worse than the Yankees this year In terms of star power about the same in terms of depth better I'd say star power is definitely leans leans towards the Chiefs Sorry there's nobody there's nobody who on that Yankees roster who compares to Patrick Mahomes Jones. or Tyreek Hill Yeah or Travis Kelsey, they're just a team of very good players. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember that in um, baseball, you only have 25 guys on a team. Well, 26 now, 26 guys, and then in baseball, football, you have 53. Okay. Also, just a, just a small little note. Just a small little note here. Leave it to the baseball the baseball podcast host to find a way to sneak baseball into a football show. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, gotta get ready. All right, we might be we might be recording two episodes in one day for two different podcasts, but hey, gotta stand your toes. Just gotta finesse that mm-hmm. in there. Link link to the Pesky Pole podcast in the description, by the way, on Spotify. That, you better make it happen. I will find you. But anyways, we up next we have our game of the week. We'll get to that up next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright, along with Justin and special special guest Robert Shelley on our 50th episode. We are on to our game of the week, and we here we have the Titans versus the Saints. I feel like the Titans have been talked about on like every other episode on the Fumble Rooski podcast. To be honest, this we might as well just name this the Titans podcast or some sort of Titans fan page. But the Titans did win yet again, their sixth win in a row against a Saints team. And, you know, this would have been a much more intriguing matchup if Winston, Jameis Winston didn't get hurt, if Kamara wasn't out as well, if Tennessee still had Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. But they made it in a, in a very exciting game nonetheless. So the Titans, they jumped out to a 20-6 to lead as late as the about halfway in the third quarter. Then mm-hmm. the Saints rallied to pull within two with one minute left. Unfortunately, they were unable to get the ball back. The Titans won 
23 to 21. Titans win the sixth game in a row. So, boys, your thoughts on this game? I really, really, really miss Alvin Kamara. I really miss him. Because now Brian has bragging rights all over me because he beat me this week because I still had Alvin Kamara. <laughs> in I didn't take him out. Change your roster, my man. Isn't I, I saw it. I just didn't feel like it. That's the issue. That's my laziness getting the better of me. But all in all, I just want to say congratulations to ugh, congratulations to the Tennessee Titans. They are the number one seed in the AFC. Even without Derrick Henry, they still managed a way to get the job done. Ryan Tannehill still figured out a way to finger roll his way into the end zone. Um, that defense is coming along now. Jeffrey Simmons is looking like a man amongst boys in the trenches. The Saints are who we thought they are. And uh, I just... I just really wish that the Titans weren't number one right now. Mm-hmm. But That's if you look, question. if you look at the Titans, right, most of their wins, I'm not going to, I actually, I'm going to say they don't deserve to be the number one seed playoff team without Derrick Henry. Yes. But I mean, coming up on their schedule, Texans is going to be a win. They're going to roll into Patriots and lose. Like they have statistically an easy schedule winning out and plus they're in in what I call the easiest division in football right now. But they're with the Colts, Jaguars and Texans. Yeah, that's All right. Colts are barely competitive and Jaguars and Texans are in tank division. Don't so, don't sleep on the Colts. Just saying if, if don't sleep I'm, on the Colts. Like he's supposed to. They're a tough team to beat. They're a tough no, team. I'm taking a nap on the Colts. All right. But in all honesty, Nope, started one and five. Started one and four. Are five? What are they? Four and one since then. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on the Colts. But look, look at the Titans. They have seven games left, and in reality, they could probably lose two. So, I'm gonna say they're gonna end the season as the one seed. Do they deserve to be the one seed with Derrick Henry? No. Without Derrick Henry, absolutely not. And if these, if they go, like the only two that I think they might lose are against the Patriots and the Steelers. Everybody else they should win. Texans, um, Texans, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans. All those should be wins. If they don't win those games, I'm going to have a lot of questions about them. The 49ers might be a tough one. The 49ers might be a tough one if they bring their game. If if they play like they did against the Rams, it'll be a tough one. But if they play like they have the all season. I think they'll beat the four. I think the 49ers will beat them. I think they will. Okay, but do you still predict the Titans to be the one seed by the end of the year? Probably not. Seven no. games left, winning four of them. I don't see it. They've lost too. They they've lost too much talent. They've lost way too much talent. Julio Jones is on IR and hasn't been his normal self. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill hasn't been nearly what he has been uh, since he's, joining the Titans. He's Dolphins you know, Ryan Tannehill. He's, he's Dolphins' Ryan Tannehill. And their guy who has been carrying them the past couple of years, Derrick Henry, is gone for the year as well. Just They're they're pulling out victories good for them, but it's just not going to last. And honestly, I could see them losing to one of these bad teams as well and just kind of pull, just having a big letdown. I, re- I really do. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see this lasting. I, I think the Patriots, especially since they're playing in Gillette, the Patriots, I think, should beat should beat them the Steelers I mean the Steelers are an issue themselves but still I don't I don't think I don't see many of these games as slam dunks maybe the Jaguars maybe the Texans the Dolphins aren't a slam dunk either to be honest they're not a slam dunk but it should be a win sure I mean well based on their record you would you would think a lot of these games like all these games should be wins Mm -hmm. but they're just I'm just I'm just trying to tell you just this Titans team their record isn't as good they're not as good as their record. I mean they lost the Jets that's all I can say. But they beat the Bills and the Chiefs I can't ignore it. The, the Jets Chiefs... are the Jets are a special case. The Jets beat how how the hell did that team beat the the high flying at the time Bengals who were able to just destroy everybody and barely lost to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. By the way, if and I can just Super Bowl and thought that everything was sweet afterwards. Mm-hmm. 
if I can just say, I know this is talking two months ago, but when both teams are healthy, you put them up against a competing team like the Cardinals, they get stopped. I just don't see them going in. And uh, let me just look up um, what the playoffs would look like today. Um, Um, Let me look up the AFC standings. AFC standings. I believe if you look at the playoff picture, uh, you will find that, well, the the Titans are, well, you know, you realize if you get the number one seed, then you are, uh, if you get the number one seed, then you get a buy. If Mm -hmm. you don't, if you get any other seed, then it's, then you don't get anything. But uh, so what, what we have for the playoff picture what are you looking for in it? So the uh, I'm looking at who they would face if if the season ended today. The Titans. They if would the have a buy. If the season ended today, they'd they'd have a buy. They'd have a buy, uh, but let's see. I so mean, so what they have is the bill. So the Bills will be facing the the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Ravens would be facing New England. Ooh, just bust that ass. What okay? Kansas City would be facing Pittsburgh. Okay, so let me just say, let me just stop you right there so we don't go over too much. Let's mm-hmm. just say miraculously, chart. this is how it all ends up, and Chargers beat the Bills, right? Or Bengals sneak in and the Bengals beat the Bills. I see the Chargers or the Bengals going into Nashville and dominating. I don't see Tennessee keeping up with either the Chargers or the Bengals. That so is, even if they that, end up the one seed, it's a first-round upset at home. That is if they hold the number one seed, which is That's a big if. Big if. But I'm saying even if they do, I don't see them even competing with the Bengals. And it's the Bengals, for crying out loud. All right. Well, well, we'll find out just how they do. But anyways, we're going to move on. The New England Patriots, we have not talked about them all season long. And finally, we have some no reason, reason as Patriots fans to actually talk about our team We'll talk about the Red Hot Patriots next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, special guest Robert Shelley. And we are in for our 50th episode. And what better occasion to celebrate our 50th episode than to talk about, talk about our Patriots, who have been on a hot streak lately, winning their fourth game in a row. A, they crushed the Browns 45-7. to Mac Jones, Big Mac, threw for, 40, threw for three touchdowns, only about just under 200 yards, but still. It was a, yeah, so just under 200. So, guys, are we buying into this Patriots team contending in the conference? Okay. Can I go first? Yes, you can go first. I bought into the Patriots contending after the Buccaneers game. You remember that game? Yeah, we lost. We lost that game. Should have won that game. I still said this team is going deep into the playoffs. Deep. Okay. I I don't remember you said that. We talked right after the game, Adam. Right after the shanked field goal in the rain. There's a 52-yarder, I think. You got proof? We We talked after the game. You're my proof. I don't remember that. Nah, I said right from there, I'm like, this team is something special. I mean, did I assume we'd lose Gilmore? No. But I said, this team is something special. Mac Jones held his own against the greatest quarterback of all time, if not outplayed him in that game. And Adam and I were talking earlier today. The Patriots game plan, offensively wise, has been a simple has been basic. A little bit of trickeration here and there, but for the most part, it has been basic. But it's been effective. Just don't overwhelm the rookie QB. Don't make him Justin Fields. Don't overwhelm him with a giant playbook and throw him into the fire and see what sticks. Give him simple. Give him basic. Still let your team work around him. They developed an amazing offensive line when they're healthy to be able to keep him safe this team's just doing it all to try and cater to the rookie quarterback. And then while he goes up next year, give him some more weapons, give him a more expanded playbook, let him take over the reins a little bit. But for now, for a rookie year, Mac Jones is doing great. The best QB rookie so far, this team is going to at least make it to the second round. 
Okay. Uh, Beating the so, Ravens in the first round. So like, like the divisional yeah. round. In your dreams. In unless your dreams. unless Lamar has a toilet game, they're beating the Ravens. Okay. And two things. Number one, that that was a cramp, and we're not getting it. That was that. not a cramp. That was a cramp. My man's pulled Paul Pierce, and he went to the locker room to deal with cramps. One person talk at a time. Yeah, my man's pulled a Paul Pierce. Okay. Well, he's gonna pull Paul Pierce when he shits all over that team if they meet in the playoffs. <laughs> All right, Adam, I have one sense for that. No, more importantly, they will make the playoffs because right now the whole AFC is a mess. I can't tell you who the definitive seven teams that are going to make the AFC is because, quite frankly, I believe anybody in the AFC can make the playoffs because that's just how competitive the AFC is right now. Nah, it's it's down to like nine teams. Still. Not even. I mean, I put it to eight teams fighting for seven spots. All the teams we talked about, plus the Bengals. Raiders are on the way down. Colts, I have no faith in. Browns, I have no faith in. I wouldn't say I have no faith in the Browns, or the, the Browns, the Colts, or the Bengals, but come, it's still the competitive Ra- regardless. Raiders are falling apart. Raiders, Raiders, are, are, Raiders are falling apart. apart. I think it's just Browns, Bengals, and the uh, Browns, Bengals, and the Chargers. Colts. No, the Colts are um, – the Chargers are in the playoffs. Chargers, yeah. Yeah, I think the Bengals Bengals have a have a chance. The Colts yeah. have a chance, and the Browns uh, have a chance. So I'm like, this is still open for discussion. So I could clearly, I could totally see the Patriots getting into the playoffs, and depending how far it goes, just comes down to that defense. Because I don't think Mac Jones is going to win you games in the playoffs. I truly believe if they make it far and like toward, towards the second round and lose to the Ravens, they're going. Is going to be be because of that Belichick defense, putting teams in bad positions, playing the field position game, and then inevitably making mistakes and costing the team the victory. Yeah, that's just how Belichick is, and it's as weird as it's effective. If you play field position, they're going to win that game with because that defense won't give you much to work with, and they're versatile. Matthew Judon is having a career year. I. I knew it when he went over to the Patriots, they were going to use him differently than the way he was used in Baltimore. And you see his sack production go up. He is a bad man. Jamie Collins, for some reason, when he plays for Bill Belichick, plays like an all-pro. I don't get it. J.C. Jackson is a Pro Bowl cornerback. So as far as how far they can go, they I could see them in the AFC Championship game. But realistically, I think divisional round. So this so this is a team you look at and the expectation has really changed from I hope I make the playoffs I hope we're a, we're a borderline playoff team to we should expect to go to, to get a playoff to be a playoff team and probably host a playoff game as well just that I think that speaks much more to the fact that the the AFC isn't isn't nearly as good as it has been in past years rather than you know, you know, rather than, oh, this team is just really good. They're, mm-hmm. they're a solid team, but out of that, out of that pass catching group, who really scares you? Right. Uh, let me, let me Kobe give you, <laughs> let, let me give you another analogy. A lot of people compare this Patriots team to the 2001 Patriots. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Who's the Ty Law out of this team? Is JC Jackson, Jackson Ty Law? Is J.C. Jackson of this team? Yes. Of this team, yes. Yes. Is J.C. Jackson comparable to J to Ty Law? Like Hall of Fame here. J.C. Jackson's like there. He's he's putting up the production. He's He's a very good number two. He's a very good number two corner. And so, corner isn't he? Out of that team, but he's not a he's not a real number one corner. I'm sorry. Stephon Gilmore would be the the more Ty Law guy. Who is yeah. the who's let's get move on. Who is the Willie McGinnis? Jamie Collins right now. <laughs> the way he's playing, yeah, but not really. He, he always not, does that not. with Bill. I don't get it. I don't get it. Only with Bill he plays like this. Who's the Teddy Bruschi? Who's yeah. the Teddy Bruschi? Who's the Teddy Bruschi? Would it be Matthew Judon? I think Matt Judon. Matt Judon isn't on. Can't even. I was about to say exactly. inappropriate. And a, like another one. 
Who another one? Who's Troy Brown on this team? Who's Vince Wilfork like? Who's yeah. Vince Wilfork was later on. In later the on down, but same. But listen, Bar- still, you're, you're, actually playing good for y'all right now. He's giving yeah, y'all. He's no Vince Wilfork yet. Okay, I'm not saying he. I'm not saying that's what he's going to be. I'm saying for this team specifically, that's the roles they would have to fill. So that's so that's my point. As mediocre as that Patriots team is that we say in 2001, they still had some Hall of Famers, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and obviously Tom Brady. I mean, who's who knows what they were building who, know, who knows what Mac Jones will end up being like. However, like you really just can't compare the rosters. Like we did, the, this team was we did spend a lot of money, but. If you look at the players they spent their money on, they're not like A plus level players. You know, like they're more like B minus, C plus average. You know, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, uh, I mean, Jacoby Myers. They didn't bring it. Jacoby Myers is an undrafted free agent, but he's still like more on that level. Nelson Aguilar. Like nothing really scares you there, and nothing really Maybe scares Hunter you on the Henry defense either. What? Maybe but, Hunter Henry, but even then, I don't, are we really scared of Hunter Henry? I mean, I mean really seven touchdowns in seven to games Harry. speaks for itself. You're scared of Nikhil Harry. I think it's eight, right? Eight touchdowns in seven games, or eight and eight. Eight and seven because he uh, because he had two touchdowns the other night. He's been a good red zone target, but I never saw him as this elite tight end. He's not. He's probably his. He's top ten, which which re, regarding tight ends. In this league, when it comes to tight ends in this league, if you're top 10, that doesn't really say much. It's very there's, top heavy. There's a big three, and then it drops off. That's yeah, basically what it is. Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller. And then Andrews. Mark Andrews is like fifth. Who's uh, over him? Mike Jacecki. Psych? He's the number Don't one even, tight no, end right now. Mike Jacecki's a god. Don't even start with me. Psych? Mike Jacecki is a god. So is Mark Andrews. He's the number one rated tight end right now, but we're not going to – we'll discuss this after. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on my fantasy team, so screw you. Okay, so do we have any any more thoughts on our Patriots before we before we move on to our fan box? You're smoking something if you think they're beating the Ravens in the playoffs, even with all the injuries we have. No, right I, now. Hey, 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 <laughs> I may be in Denver, but I'm not smoking anything, I. I think I think it'd be a close game. I I, w- I really want to see that that uh that Patriots Ravens showdown. And Only I think the Patriots say, are going to end up hosting a playoff game. I don't think they'll be visiting the Ravens. They would have to get past the Bills, but I don't know about that one, Adam. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be a little bit of a realist, depending on how much the Bills implode. Let me tell you this: the Bills are a very good team. They're not a great team. They just and the Patriots are. About- the Patriots are hot on their heels right now. They're just a game behind them. They have mm-hmm. no running game right now. If the Patriots they, they they face them twice. I don't expect them to win to win both, but both are very winnable games. And if they could win just one of those two and win a lot of games down the stretch, maybe the Bills won't win will lose another game and the Patriots can catch them. And next thing you know, they win the division. Like, but it's very close. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to happen, but you can make a case. You'll win by a game or by tiebreaker. Yeah, it'll be it'll be close. But I, I would I'd say the division is still in is still in play. Uh, anyways, so we we talked we talked amongst ourselves about how we feel about the Patriots this season. So we want to hear from you guys. So that's right. It'll be our Fumble Ruski fan box. We are at that point of the show. That'll be next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, special guest Robert Shelley on our 50th episode. And so we've reached the end of our show, and that means we are on to our Fumble Rooski fan box. So we will post a question box every Monday, so you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, how do you think the Patriots will do the rest of the season? So we talked about it a few minutes ago. And so our first, our first response was from our current <coughs> – excuse me – our co-host – 
our new co-host CJ, he said they'll finish 11 and six and make the wild card and maybe win a playoff game. So I think that's what a lot of us have have said a little bit. Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty 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 good prediction. I think uh, Patrick Williver 22, which oh, I believe, boy. which I believe has been a big fan of your podcast as well, Robert. Oh gee. He's been he's turning into that at, for ours as well. He responds mm-hmm. to just about every uh, fan box question, uh, but he said miss the playoffs by one game. Okay, Patrick. Now Patrick, well, buddy, not sure about that one. Uh, what team did Patrick? Patrick's a Cowboys fan, so that makes oh, sense. Oh, oh, forget it then. Yeah, yeah his, he's his a opinion's cow- invalid. He's delusional. Cowboys fan, and he also he's also he also likes the the uh, what's what are they the the Bengals. So that that does say a lot. His opinion's irrelevant. Next. Mm-hmm. I mean this this next one's not much better. Sarah Finnamore said, oh, and I quote, "Win." Win. <laughs> They'll win some games, but what do you mean by win? I have no clue. I asked her too, and she just goes, "Oh, they'll win." I was like, "What does that mean?" Yes, uh, Sarah. You're welcome. Uh, Sarah, I love you, but I don't know what you, I don't. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Because went out, or is that what you're saying? I have hey. no. It's possible. Hey, let me let me just say. All right. My girlfriend isn't much better. She roots for the Buccaneers, Chargers, uh, 49ers, and Titans. And I asked her, I said, with Derrick Henry out, name me the running back on the Titans. And she said, I don't know. And she said, name me any player on the Titans that's not a quarterback. And she goes, I don't know. (laughs) I got got some work to do. All right. Well, I mean, at least least Sarah – at least Sarah roots for only one team. She's I'm, I'm, a trying Patriots her, fan. I'm trying to get her to be a Patriots fan, but she's saying she won't until Belichick retires. Not happening. He'll, re- he'll, he'll retire when he's dead. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Tyson Tate or Tyson, Tyson Tate. His, his username is Big T. Uh, so inter- interesting username. But he said wild card in playoffs. It seems like that's the, that's the basic uh, – that's what everybody says is wild card. They'll make the playoffs. I think they're going to host a playoff game. And I think if they don't, that would probably be a, be a disappointment at this point. Um, so anyways, Robert Shelley, who's on our show right now, said easy wild card. Easy wild card. Uh, easy. It, it wouldn't be it's easy. Pretty, it's going to be easy. I think they'll make it. If they don't, it'd be a problem. But – Anyways, it's just like uh, it's just like the Red Sox and how they were. All right, we thought they were going to be nothing at the start of the year. Towards halfway point, we're like easy wild card, if not easy division winners, and it turned out that they barely made the wild card, but still went far. Playing with house money though. All right. So you guys are gonna you guys are gonna love this one by our former co-host Brian Mucker, Ugh. who said, "Sadly, they will be potential Super Bowl contenders." I hold Brian's opinion like very, very little, even though it's for my team. You know how they say like take it with a grain of salt. I feel like you can't a grain of salt isn't small enough with yeah. Brian. Or like you gotta go like a molecule, take it with like a No. If if we can just let's let's reminisce let's on I think it was like episode three or no, it was episode ten. Where, you, where um Brian just uh let one rip in in the middle of a podcast while I'm talking about recording. while I'm talking about the Bears and their quarterback situation trying to yeah. get Sam Darnold. He just he just ripped one right out. That's about as much weight as I hold Ryan's opinions to. Oh my god. All right. Well anyways, Still do we have probably any... the funniest recording I've ever seen? Both of you both of you just stopped. I stopped I looked at Justin. I was like, did he really just do that? I had no choice. I tried to continue it. Do we have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Uh, first, you guys are looking at the creator of the name Fumble Risky Podcast. Forgot to mention that at the start of the show. Anyways, Cam Newton. My boy, Cam Newton. Gross, Justin, this will be the rare occasion where I say you can do the Superman Cam thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's back, baby. 
He's back like he's never left. He's going to throw four picks in his next game, and we're going to watch P.J. Walker come in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Sam Darnold next, will be back. In next game, he's going to throw four picks. We're going to watch P.J. Walker try and come in. Right. Oh boy. There's something this year about people coming in in their debuts and absolutely killing it, and then the next game blowing hard. No, Mike White did good his second game. His third game, however, he blew. Technically a second game because he got injured during his second game. Yeah, but Man. not even not even just Mike White, like just in general, people just take, just, a, just take away all the details in the field and just look at the storyline of it. You know, he le- he's on the Panthers for his for the majority of his career. He goes to the Patriots for one year. He gets cut. He finds a new team, and as soon uh, he goes back, he gets back to his old team. And in his only two snaps he takes, he scores two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he ele- he electrifies, he re-energizes this Panthers team, and they're all of a sudden they they destroy the the division the uh, actually the league best record Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I mean I I like I know that they were without a couple of their starters, but still, I mean they were able to win without them the last game. Yeah. But that was that was great. All I'm gonna say is, single-handedly, the Patriots have ruined Sam Darnold's career. Well, them and Adam Gase. The Jets. The Jets yeah. ruined Sam Darnold. I mean, it's just Patriots somehow making Sam Darnold see ghosts wherever he goes, mm-hmm. and then it just carries over for the next couple weeks. The ghosts are strong with Sam Darnold. Yes, the force right. is strong with this one. Anyways, uh, that will do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage in the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out. Happy 50.